to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. here and you are listening to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Happy Wednesday. Um, okay, so I meant to record this a little bit earlier, but in all honesty, um, I lost the sheet. I keep notes of what I want to record and I lost the sheet. It got like stuck in the shuffle of big pile of paper on my desk. <laughs> so I was cleaning my desk, you know, Tidy house, tidy life, tidy mind. Um, and basically, um, yeah, so the name of this episode is Same Shit, Different Day. We've all said this at one point in our life, right? And um, sometimes life is report is repetitive, you know? Uh, I know mine is. I get up. That's like my biggest complaint is that I do the same thing every morning. Uh, I got to open the blinds. I turn off the outside lights. Uh, you know, I feed the dogs. And it's like, shut up, Denise. Get over it. Like, you are responsible. If you're doing the same thing every day and you don't want to do it, like, stop doing the same stuff. Hello. Um, I need a drink of coffee. Hold on. And uh, repetitive, boring, uninspiring. Um, it happens, right? But, um, it doesn't have to, and you could totally take control of that. Uh, like I just said, I was like complaining the other day again, this is like my biggest harp in the morning is that my mornings, I like to comprise of this. I like to wake up and have nobody speak to me. I like to sit and do my devotional while nobody speaks to me. Then I like to come downstairs just kind of open the blinds. I love natural sunlight. So I'll open the blinds, just even looking outside. You know, my yard is all trees. And so when I'm sitting in the family room or the kitchen table, all I see is the trees and I love it. And the birds and all the bunnies and all the critters we've got roaming around out there. But I want to make a cup of coffee. And um, most importantly, I don't want anybody to talk to me. Okay. <laughs> um. And you know what? The reality of it is that um, dogs need to be fed. I have a seven-year-old, and um, that's just not going to happen. And when it does, it's awesome, but it has to be like at 4.30 in the morning so that everybody's still sleeping. And I don't want to get up at 4.30 in the morning, quite honest. Everyone's always like, girl, if you want your own time, get up at that extra hour. And I'm sorry, but if you're a mom or you work, or how about if you're a mom and you work full-time, Okay, like outside of your house. Uh, that's hard, okay? It's hard enough being a mom at home. You're going to be a mom at home and then come home after working an eight, nine, ten hour day somewhere else with a bunch of adults who act like children? Just saying. That's how it was when I worked corporate. Um, yeah, that's stinky. So you, what is that? You know what's happening, right? You're overstimulated. Now, we've talked about overstimulation before and that moms get accused of being angry all the time. And we're not angry. We're overstimulated. And so 
you're too overstimulated. You've lost touch with your emotional needs. So if you're falling in the, into this repetitive rut, okay, you need to take time for yourself. That's true. But you know what? Don't tell me I got to get up early. You know, get up an extra hour early. I don't go to bed till 2 a.m. How early do you want me to get up? How about I just make a cup of coffee at 2 a.m. and just, you know, I don't know, brush my teeth and get ready to get up and have some personal time for my emotional needs. Yeah, no, because seriously, that's how it is for a lot of people. And for me, how much earlier do you want me to get the hell up? How about this compromise? How about people leave you the hell alone? I want people to leave me the hell alone. There's nothing written somewhere that somehow got translated in like mud, right? That moms have to sacrifice or get up early. So we either have to sacrifice our, our personal time or we need to give up rituals of other personal time. You know what I mean? Like when the kid finally goes to bed and you're like, I can't wait to put on jammies and just lay in bed. And I'm going to do all of my work from my bed or anything. I mean, think about that. I'm going to watch Real Housewives while I'm vacuuming or I'm folding or, you know, I mean, it's, you know, insert what you do here because we all do it. But why are we giving up our personal time and having to do work and chores and all this stuff for other people? But somehow we, in, in order to have our personal time, we have to give up sleep. I'm just saying, I think that's a bunch of BS. I know it is. It's not think. I know it is. And so, you know, I only think you should block off 30 minutes to do something that you enjoy that relaxes you. Read a book, go for a walk, call a friend, take a bath, whatnot, whatever it is, dude, you know, do that's <laughs> dude, like my 1980 just came out there. Um, but seriously, you don't need to 30 minutes is, is a nice refresher. If you're getting a pedicure, obviously you're going to, it's going to be more than 30 minutes. I would hope so. What a rip off if it wasn't. Um, I need a pedicure. That's why I mentioned that, but you don't give up your personal time. You really need to put your foot down and you can. Moms are like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. My, my children will be upset. My husband will be upset. You know who's going to be real upset? Your whole family when you just walk the hell out the door having a nervous breakdown and you're at the hospital because you're chucked up on anxiety meds because your hair's falling out of your head. That, right? When you put it in perspective, just saying. Um, so do that, right? You're overstimulated. When the when the rut moves in, right? When you're feeling that boring, the, the uninspiring, every day is blah, it's the same stuff every day. Right? Same shit every day. Take that. You're overstimulated. You lost touch with your emotional needs. And you need to do it. You need to put your foot down and you need to demand it. I am now. I don't even really care. I put my foot down. If you don't like it, well, you know what? Guess what? I'm going anyway. Bye. You know, and I just shut the door. See you later. Wouldn't want to be ya. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Remember those? Oh my gosh. Like, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. That was always my favorite. Um... And it's just important that we do take that time for ourselves. A little side note here. So like all of you know that Mr. Sith got into the accident with Pete and in the parking lot and totaled his car. Still, it's been, it'll be 30 days end of this week. And I'm still not even understanding how you total a car in a parking lot, but whatever. Um, 
because it's such an ideal time to buy cars right now. Sarcasm here. Um, so he bought a new car last night. So he has his Chevy Malibu. He always liked a Chevy Malibu. He was driving one when I met him. And so now he has the new 2023 Chevy Malibu. And, you know, it's just a basic model, which, you know, has all the bells and whistles now, right? Because he is just going to, I'm sorry about that. My kid's running and he woke my dog up. Um, I'll get through one of these podcasts one of these days without someone interrupting me. But uh, don't hold your breath on that. <laughs> I'm going to have some more coffee. Because, like, what else can you do but chalk up with a bunch of caffeine when nobody's listening to you? Anyway. So he gets the car and I thought to myself, I'm super excited that we have a new car. Okay. I'm going to be that. I don't like cars per se. Like I have an SUV because with auto immune, I really do struggle getting into a car where I feel like I'm in a race car and I'm laying down. Like I'm in a sled. I don't want to sit down in the car. Like I'm in a sled. It just really bothers my legs. I'm not going to lie. I just feel that at my age, when you sit down, you should be in a sitting position. And that doesn't include your, your legs, you know, sprawled out in front of you because it's so low to the ground. Um, and I need like a crane to eject me. But I don't even know what it looks like. He brought it home last night. Uh, it was dark. And I'm sure he was excited about somebody seeing it. I want, I'm happy for him. But you know what I'm not happy about? That he got a new car. Because he was an irresponsible driver. Let's just be honest. I don't have a new car. I'm an excellent driver. I've never had any moving, I get safety little certifications. I hadn't even been to a DMV. And I swear to God, about 20 years until we bought the house in 2017 because I needed to change my address and you have to physically go there. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to go to a DMV. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I'm going to be honest with you. I felt I'm a little resentful. Like, oh shit, maybe I should go total my car in a parking lot so I can get a brand new car. Like, I mean, what? Why get a used car if you drive like crap? I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, you know, then I thought maybe I'm stressed out and I should be happy for him. So when he gets home today, I'm going to have to be like, oh, let's go look at your car and, you know, but no, we, we won't have time for that because we've got to return the rental car because that's supposed to, you know, they're only paid through tomorrow. I don't understand how they just can't pick it up. I don't understand why he makes these things so hard, period. For me, I'd have somebody drop off my rental car. Last night he came home with a new car and I'm like, where's the rental car that you went with? Because I didn't know he was coming home with a new car. Just going to say that he was supposed to go and test drive a car. But next thing I know, he shows up, says he's got a new car. And I'm like, where's the rental car? He's like, oh, it's at the dealer. Why is it at the dealership? Nobody could, let me see, you just bought a car for thousands of dollars and nobody could drive the car back for you. What? Oh, I'm like, whatever. Um, so we had to pay, well, he had to pay for an Uber to go back. I mean, am I insane? Please message me and tell me whether or not I'm insane. He had to pay for an Uber to go back to the dealership to get the rental car to bring it back home. Because I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't really feel comfortable leaving my car in a dealership lot and it's a rental car under insurance right now. Yeah. Why don't we not take that chance? So he did. I'm like, okay. Yahoo. Anyway, so there's my little side rant for today. My little tangent on uh, the car. So I'll 
we have to return the car today. So I'll have to tell him his other car. So right now we're in the process of renaming the old car's name was Frank. And, uh, we don't know what we're, we're, I, well, we didn't see it. So Peter said he wanted to name it Rex. I'm like, I don't think so. And, uh, Mr. Sitz said he wants to name it Fox. Not get your mind out of the gutter. I know that's my favorite word. <laughs> I would totally name my car that. Hey, Fox. Um, but no Fox, uh, F-A-W-K-E-S, like the Phoenix and Harry Potter that was in Dumbledore's office. This is his rationale. Because it's the new shining thing that came from the ashes. Now you know why I was angry about it. Here's me. I would like a fox because I actually am a good driver and would deserve a phoenix. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> this is my life, guys. I'm just telling the truth. It is okay to not be, I mean, am I happy? Yeah, we bought the car. I'm happy. Am I ever going to drive it? Nope. I bet you I never drive it in the whole time that we have it unless I have to take them somewhere or I'm picking it up. I'm just saying I won't, but I, I have a little, I'm a little irritated that he got a new car because he smashed his car. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm going to go smash my car. My car's name is uh, Pandora. And she's awesome. Um, you're, oh, I'm sorry. My my car is not Pandora. That was an old one. This one is Jojo. Sorry. I'm like a whole car behind in my mind. Lord help me. You know why? Because I'm overstimulated and I've lost touch with my emotional needs. Um, okay. So again, back on track. That's the one, right? But if you're feeling life is boring, repetitive, and uninspiring for you, okay, you're not challenging yourself. Now, I don't mean like you challenged yourself to do all the chores that day. I'm just saying, okay? Because if life feels boring, okay, it means your brain is bored and you've stopped doing things to learn, right? It To be stimulated intellectually, right? Our life is to constantly be growing. That's why they say you're never too old to go to school. You aren't, man, and I'm perfect. I got a degree for everything, okay? Here's the thing. Sign up for a class. Funny how I just, that just went right into it, right? Listen to a podcast. Oh, I don't know. There's this amazing one called Finding Calm in the Chaos. Just saying. Um, go to an online seminar. seminar. Uh, set up an informational interview. Okay. I know that sounds weird, but I'm telling you, a lot of times it could be helpful to do that. Um, just do something. Pick up a new craft. Learn how to crochet. I'm thinking I want to teach people how to crochet. I'm not really sure, but I'm literally, the more I'm crocheting, I'm doing a baby blanket right now um, for my niece, Vanessa, who's having a baby. And I'm like, okay, so maybe I should like put a GoPro on my head and start recording <laughs> my hands and like just getting it down, right? And talking to people. I do that. That'd be great. I crochet better when I talk to people. And that's the truth. Christy would have, my, my girl, Christy, we do the same thing all the time. Sometimes Christy and I will just be on the phone. She's in North Carolina and we'll just be talking on the phone. Sometimes we don't even say anything. We're just breathing, but we're getting stuff done. Like it's just a whole idea of knowing there is another woman kicking it and rocking it on the other end. I'm serious, but you know, she would attest because we get a major crochet done when we're on the phone together, just talking about our stitches and our projects. But, all right, 
I'm going to take a quick break here and I'm going to come back and give you three more tips on how to get out of a rut so you're not same shit, different day. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Reclaimed. Reclaimed is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois, specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid, and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got, which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily. Not a single person, I will tell you, walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table. And they can't hang their coats without asking me where I got the cool railroad spike wall coat rack either. Brian's talents go far beyond dust tables and coat racks. Personalized hearts, jewelry boxes, flags, special occasions. It's art, folks. So the possibilities are pretty much endless. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of Reclaimed at www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Again, that's www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Breclaimed, B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. from Reclaimed, um, talking about just reasons why life sometimes is a rut, boring, repetitive, uninspiring, same shit, different day. Um, you know, you're too overstimulated and you've lost touch with your emotional needs. You're not challenging yourself. Um, our brains need to be, it invigorates our brains when we're, when we're challenging it to learn new things and do new things. Um, now, now we'll talk about a third thing and it's, you're not feeling a deeper sense of meaning in your life. Okay. When the same thing is happening every day. Okay. Research shows that having a goal to work towards makes you happier and gives you a sense of purpose. Pick a new goal. Pick a new goal, peeps. How hard is that to just pick a new goal? Could it be any like easier? Give yourself a high five every day. How about that? Okay, treat yourself to the dang coffee. Okay, if you wanna stop eating sugar, stop eating sugar for 30 days. You can do it. I've done it many times. Just, just do it, do it, do it. Commit to your workout. Pick a number of days, three times a day. You're doing, what is it? Hard 75, 75 hard, whatever it is. Do that. I tried it. I almost died. I kept forgetting to take the damn picture. 
I, 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 it's a whole thing. If you're not sure, Google 75 hard and it'll tell you, you got to work out like twice a day. You have to do all these things, drink a gallon of water. And then one of the requirements was, you know, in order to get through the day, right? 75 days in a row, you have to take a picture. So you could see your progress over the 75 days. I kept forgetting to take the picture because I was so exhausted by the end of the day doing two workouts because one has to be inside and one has to be outside. Oh yeah, that was interesting. So, I mean, did I finish it? Nope. I tried it three times and I kept failing. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this just isn't my thing, but I can get up on my Peloton and like, you know, bike through Spain with not like nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? But do things that are going to make you pick up a new thing to do, okay? But commit to it. I'm going to learn how to, let's throw out that again, crochet. And I'm going to look at the YouTube videos to do that and practice my stitching four days a week. But then you commit to that and you stick to that. Not like, you know, I'm really tired today. It's not good tomorrow. No, that is your brain giving up on you, okay? That's you giving up on your brain, actually. And, and kind of depriving it from the stimulation. It's that attitude. It's what got you in the rut in the same place. You In the first place, you want to get up and, and, and be invigorated with life. Oh, I got another, I'm doing so good on my crochet. I can't wait to do it this morning. I want to wake up and be like, okay, I have to have my coffee and heat it up nine times. But you know what? I'm going out. I'm getting stuff. I'm crocheting. I get a certain amount of crochet time in a day. I get a certain amount of time for my devotional. I get a certain amount of time a day for my Italian lessons. It's what I'm doing for myself. If you don't like it, I don't really care because I'm doing it for myself. It is for my well-being, both emotional, physical, and mental, spiritual as well because of my devotional. So don't tell, don't have anybody tell you, you have to kind of, that's like a whole different plane to have to evaluate is when you have your household stating that you are taking too much time up for yourself. I'm not telling you to ignore your family and, you know, tell your kids they got to make their own mac and cheese. However, if they're old enough, they can make their own damn mac and cheese. I mean, Pete makes his own mac and cheese. He has his little microwave holders and all that. And we have the little bowls. He likes them. He likes them. It's the one thing that we give on this house with respects to food. And um, I'm okay with that. Because you know what? You have to you have to give, right? If you're completely strict and stringent on one side, there's always something that's going to roll over and then they're just going to turn, all the floodgates are going to open. So if you're constantly just driving in both paths, you know, staying dedicated to a good diet, staying dedicated to um, a new quest of learning something, wh whatever it may be, you have to give yourself a little leniency to move around. Because if you're too rigid on yourself. You're setting yourself up for failure. I'm not asking you to go and eat a dozen donuts because you've been eating like, you know, gluten-free, Whole30 and all this other stuff. No, you should not go eat a dozen donuts to celebrate. But you certainly could have like a nice treat of something that is clean and has good quality ingredients. You know, that kind of thing. You got to give a little, take a little, that kind of stuff. So uh, let's recap again. Same shit, different day, okay? What's happening when your life is repetitive? You're too overstimulated. Get in touch with your emotional needs. You're not challenging yourself enough. You're not feeling a deeper sense of meaning in your life. And I'm telling you, devotional is gonna really pull through for you. 
if you are a God, if you're a God searching person. Um, you're not making time for fun. Oh Lord, this is me. Fun isn't always spontaneous. You need to plan for it. Can I just tell you, I am the most non, I have become the most non-fun person. And it's a lot of my um, OCD and childhood experiences and just, um, I am like just a party pooper now. I'm not gonna lie, I need to change it. You know, plan a family game night. I've been doing this, we've been doing this a lot just to kind of pull us through. Here's the thing, we don't always follow through with it. We totally stink at following through with our own family game night. Uh, and I don't mean like computer, because we do, you know, PS5, we've got Wii, we've got, I don't know, we got something else too. I don't even know. But we, it's okay to play those games together, but it's not quite the connection you get with a board game or a card game or a game that's physically in front of you at a table. You know what I'm saying? But playing the family game nights, they work really well. Host a theme dinner party. Okay. I love a theme party, meaning I'm not dressing up. I don't do like masquerade stuff. I'm not a dresser upper. However, I am into theme dinner parties. I think that is amazing that like you pick and I'm talking authentic. Like when I'm having like taco night, like I'm going to tell you that we're going to like, you know, a specific place in Mexico or we're going to have, um, uh, night of, of, you know, we're going to Puglia, Italy, you know, and we're going to be doing that kind of food. It's just very specific. I used to have like Greek nights and all this stuff. It's just fun. One time when I lived in Minnesota, uh, they have like zero food up there. Like that's diverse. Sorry, not sorry, but y'all know it's true. And I couldn't even get like ugh, kosher hot dogs up there, like a good Italian hot dog or, or I'm sorry, Chicago hot dog, but I couldn't get Italian jardiner. I couldn't get chorizo. Um, it was really hard. And I don't mean the stuff in the plastic packages with the chorizo. Like I like fresh chorizo. You go to the Spanish store, you buy it buy in bulk, blah, blah, blah. Go get chicharron. Go get, yeah, I mean, carnitas. They don't like, it's just not that diverse. And it might be now, but it wasn't when I was there. Okay. They, it is bland tater tot country. So I, um, I love I used to ship myself food from Chicago so I would have it. And I wound up doing a Chicago theme night for all of my Minnesota friends. And I made like Italian beef. I had Italian ice. I had Italian hot dogs. What else did I have? I had jardiner, um, all the different things that like you would eat in Chicago that, you know, a deep dish pizza that you would take for granted somewhere else. Like if you live in Chicago and I've lived in other countries all over. You think you're diverse. I've lived, or I've lived in other states. You think you're diverse. You know, New York's a big thing. Are there other neighborhoods with various, you know, ethnical food in it? Absolutely. But nothing is like Chicago. You tell me what kind of ethnic food you want, and there is a neighborhood for authentic food for that ethnicity in Chicago. So... There's a, I hate Chicago, but I love Chicago for that reason. They have the best selection and variety of culture that is bar none, hard to get from anywhere else. I've never seen it anywhere else.
Um, I know a lot of people I was looking at things that like, what are things that, you know, you can make t time to go out, like what you could plan for. And one of the things was going to a trivia night at your local bar. Yeah, that's not going to work for me. Number one, that means I have to get dressed after I got undressed. <laughs> for all my people who know that like when dinner time comes, when we all brush our teeth, that's when the pajamas go on. So that means that I actually have to get dressed to go out. I got a kid who's seven. Couldn't they go into a bar? Some of the family bars they can, the sports bars and stuff. Um, but then there's like, for me, I have zero tolerance for people who, um, who drink. And I'm going to be super honest with you um, lately, um, <laughs> people in general. So I want is I can, I can navigate a crowd when I need to, but if I don't need to, I'm not going to literally schedule fun time. That would not be fun for me. So there's that. It might be fun for you. It's not fun for me. And uh, lastly, you have no space in your life to reflect. This is, a, this to me is number one. I don't know why it's number five on the list, but um, when you are reflecting on the things that are important to you, and you remove what no longer serves you, okay, you will change the monotony of your life 100% because you are stimulating the part of you that is calling for more stimulation. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm trying to word this like with some good verbiage here, but journaling. I've never been a journalist. You guys know that I've mentioned it in the past um, only because I grew up like, you know, in Chicago and there was a thing where, you know, in, in a primarily Italian neighborhood and you didn't write stuff down. If you didn't want people to know kind of was the rule. You don't want people to know, don't write it down. Kind of like an Italian rule. Right. Uh, but journaling, uh, even the devotional to me, devotional is different because I'm reading, I'm getting something. There's a word that's taking me through the day and it almost always hits the nail on the head that day. Um, and then I will write and reflect upon that. And so that, I guess, is my my kind of journaling. Take a walk in nature. Hey, this is getting better for me. I actually wanted to take a walk the other day, but there was so much rain and puddles that it was actually like horrible. So um, we opted against it until it like heartens up. We had, we had, so we had a big snowstorm and then it melted. Then we had a big snowstorm, then it melted. So like the ground's saturated now, plus we're behind a farm. So our ground's super saturated because it's all rolling off this way and uh, into our backyard. And then we had an ice storm and then it got super warm and now everything is like mud. <laughs> but here's me. It ain't snow. It ain't snow. Amen. Um, what else can you do when you have no space in your life to reflect? Meditate. Again, if you don't meditate like me, then do some visualization. Visualization is good on many levels outside of just meditation. It does many of the same things, but it also helps with manifestation. So if that's something that you're into and, you know, it's worked amazing things for myself and my family, but just some visualization to get you through, uh, you know, imagine what you want out of life. Don't just sit in your living room and not do anything. If you come up with these goals and you come up with things to do, 
and you have a plan, set them down on paper, discuss them with your family, set up a goal and a plan to actually do it, right? Because if you don't do that, what are you doing? Put price tags on it all, monetize it. How much is it going to cost to do this? How much is, are we going to get back in return? Talk about it. You do it if you open a business in a, in a brick and mortar shop. Why don't you do it for your own dreams? You know, if you want an RV, make pick out an RV. Go shopping for one. Why not? Get the stats for it. Get a price. Know what it is. What didn't you like about it? Would you go a higher model? Or do you not need so much on the one they showed you? You'd go a lower model. Take a picture of it. Put it on your visual, um, your vision board. Put that dollar amount on the back of that picture. And then when you're doing your visualizations, that manifestation has a dollar amount and that energy is swirling around you. But instead of swirling around you aimlessly, like, ooh, you know, Denise wants some money. This energy's coming to me. It's feeling my energy for money. Here's a dollar. No. Let that energy surround you and you have all them dollar amounts that you know about. And it's like, ooh, RV, 147,000. Yeah, I'm just throwing numbers down. I don't know. You know, Porsche Cayenne, another 90 grand. You know, this, this much, vacation home, this, you know, all that. You know. When you got dollar amounts on stuff, then your energy is going to lift to that level. And so because you're being more specific with your intentions of your visualizations. And then this way, while you're working towards those goals, everything happens so much quicker. I'm telling you, you can laugh about manifestation all you want, but I literally in the past two years, um, Mr. Sith and I have uh, more than tripled our household income and uh, we're going on a European vacation. And that was on our vision board. So there's that. Uh, we didn't have a new car for him on the board. Uh, he actually has a truck, but we threw that out. Um, <laughs> listen to music. Listen to relaxing music. And I'm not saying listening to elevator music. You listen to what music relaxes you. I guarantee you the music that relaxes you is probably not the music that relaxes me. It may be, but you know what? My musical tastes change based on my moods and what I'm doing. In the car, I used to like to listen to metal. I like metal. I like punk, all that stuff. Whatever. It is what it is. How I grew up, right? Grew up like a kid of the 80s. Um, but now I want to listen to the message. So yeah, I'm listening to like Jesus music, the, the new modern stuff. Because let me tell you, as a Roman uh, Catholic, non-practicing, um, I will tell you that you um, get you get really excited about the church or just not the church in general, but let me rephrase that. You get really excited about God again and spirituality and faith and the Holy Spirit when you're listening to new modern music and not the same organ garbage that we've been hearing for freaking decades and centuries in the Catholic church. Now, I'm sorry if you're a Catholic and kudos, I hope that worked for you, but it's not working for me. And, um, you know, it served a purpose at the time. I went to Catholic uh, school. I'm well aware of how it all works. Um, it just does not serve me spiritually. I don't want a middleman. I want to go right to the source and everybody should have that option. 
And that's the freedom of being an American and, a, and an individual and a human, right? You can choose your path of spirituality, no matter what was chosen for you as a child. I was baptized into Roman Catholicism and it just doesn't work for me as an adult. And so I have the freedom to keep my faith and keep my spirituality, but yet direct it in another way directly to the big man. Let's put it that way. Um, so yeah, I love listening to the message. And the reason I thought kind of like was evaluating this the other day when I was driving to my TCM and getting my treatments for uh, the week. And I just thought, why do I find it more relaxing and just comfortable to listen to this now? Because literally about five years ago, I would have laughed if anybody was like, yeah, I'm jamming out to the message. Um, I'd be like, okay, I'm jamming out to Motorhead. And I will tell you why. Because it's the it's the the lyrics. I am in a different place. So metal and punk served me at a time when I was in teenage angst and rebelling against a alcoholic father and rebelling against everything in life because it wasn't fair and wanting to be wild and outrageous. And the lyrics served me for that time. I find that when I listen to it now, that it almost upsets me because I'm like, well, that's a bunch of BS. Like, oh my God, like, why did I like this song so much? You know, you have a whole new, uh, do you ever listen to a song that you loved in high school and then like you want to play it for your kid and then like they get into the second or third verse and you're like, whoa, I got to turn this off. What was I thinking? Oh my God, we sang this? I mean, what? It was a different mindset. It was a different time. And our kids are not in that time. So we have to go a new direction. You know what I'm saying? Not like the new direction, but just a new direction in general. <laughs> um, that just came out. Uh, that all worked out. It's a little funny for you. But music in general, the, the message just is so uplifting that you can just sing and belt out these just wonderful things about how just if you have a little faith and strength and everything, I can't, and I, I, you guys know I have a horrible memory. So I can't even tell you like some of the stuff that, uh, the songs that'll come on and some of them just touch me. Uh, there's a song, I don't know who sings it. I don't know if you tell me all you want. I won't remember the next time I hear it either. But there's a song that uh, the refrain is, cause that's the kind of God you are. Every time I hear this song, I bawl in the car because it's so touching to me and so powerful. The, 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 the lyrics of this song that I'm telling you, if you have, I don't even know what the name of it is. It could be because that's the kind of God you are. I don't even know, but <laughs> it is a powerful lyrical song spiritually. And so I just prefer to listen to that. I just feel so free. Like I feel centered. I feel uh, like whole, but whole, but strong whole. It's just hard to explain. It's it's just, you know, Motorhead doesn't serve me in that way anymore. Do I like Motorhead? Yeah, I thought they were awesome. They're an amazing classical band. And you can never take that away, you know, the things that they've contributed to music. But it just doesn't serve me today. There's that. So there's my little rant on 
listening to relaxing music. Um, you guys know, I appreciate you all that you're so patient with me. Um, just got a couple, um, announcements to make at the end. I'm going to wrap this episode up for you guys, but Peter has decided that he is going to start his own YouTube channel. And we've been talking about this for a while and hashing it out. And so he hooked up the GoPro to a stick the other day and just went insane. And it's absolutely ridiculous. But you know what? Half the videos on YouTube today are ridiculous. But he has decided that he wants to call his stuff Peter Productions. And so we're coming up with a logo for him and some stuff. And it's going to be a sub channel of my channel. And so we would really appreciate it. I appreciate all of you who subscribe to my YouTube channel, Denise Sith at Finding Calm in the Chaos. Um, go ahead over to YouTube. You subscribe to my channel. You will also be subscribing to his. Well, I'll say that real quick. Um, but we're going to be putting that up as soon as we figure out what his logo is and actually how to put a secondary channel on your existing channel. It could be done. I gotta do a YouTube video to figure it out, but it would be greatly hit the subscribe, uh, hit the bell and the thumbs up. And, uh, that gives you notifications and also lets YouTube know that you're interested in our content, uh, content. Oh my God. I can't even do a plug for myself. Um, because that's what they go by. It is what it is, right? So we appreciate you. I appreciate you personally for all the stuff. I've almost got 3,000 downloads. Oh, I am so excited. Like 3,000 downloads, an episode is a big deal. And so it looks like we're going to flip over that probably after this one drops. And um, I'm super excited about it. So download the episodes. Uh, send them to your friends, put them in your stories, uh, leave me a review that helps as well. And uh, go subscribe over on YouTube. You guys have a great day. See you next week. And until then, lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness. Kindness.